Welcome to Don't Hold Back Podcast, Transformational Coaching Journey. I would like to start with, uh, with uh, one of my favorite coaching principles. Each person we meet is our teacher and a student. I'm your host, Ichiko. I'm an entrepreneurial and professional mindset life coach. I help women to overcome their doubt, fear of rejection, fear of success, fear of failure and limiting beliefs so they can tap into their power and attract abundance of wealth and love. I will be interviewing the amazing life coaches and also their transformational journey. The purpose of the podcast is to introduce a coaching journey, what benefit you can get when you hire a coach, either one-on-one or group coaching and why you should invest in yourself so you can so you can get inspired take actions accordingly so welcome to Milas uh, i will be introducing him uh, from growing in a r- rural uh, ranch country in mexico to traveling extensively throughout the, his uh, throughout his life Milas has experienced experienced life in a multitude of ways of ways and levels after a number of career changes he found the coaching and following a lifelong uh, love of writing are most rewarding and meaningful approaching his own retirement he chose to retire to helping others to navigate the sometimes the turbulent rapids of trans- transitioning into a re- retirement. As a certified retirement transition special, Milas is actively coaching fellow bombers through the issues surrounding their transition into retirement. He has helped bombers uh, plan and prepare for a transition into their retirement in- instead of postponing it out of fear for the change it brings. They have been hired uh, high-powered, highly driven individuals who who got a stick in, in the fears and anxiety and the what am I gonna do when I retire? And in some cases, what I'm gonna what I'm gonna do now. So he believes in the vast potential of well-planned retirement and how retirement can and should be the very uh, best years of the person's life this can be the time when uh, when they realize their potential achieve more contribute to the world around them and live lives of meaning and purpose and personal fulfillment so welcome to Milas. thank you for having me on i appreciate it and thank you for being on my podcast as well i really appreciate it so now I would like to start with your transformational journey, if you can tell us about you. Well, this is a journey that I am really still on, and it's a journey of truly believing in myself, uh, believing in who I am, and that I can make a difference in people's lives. Uh, to a great degree, my uh, journey is also one of atonement in that for many years, I 
just lived my life. Yes, I was married and had uh, children, but I was also traveling, and part of that travel was just for my pleasure, almost. And I'm trying to make up for that in my transformational journey. It's I've lived a full life, but I want to give back, and I want to kind of make up for all of the uh, time that I didn't spend helping others. And I want to help my fellow uh, boomers move into the lives, into the next phase of their lives and get them away from the fear and the emotional issues that they do have around them, around that. Absolutely. I mean, that's so beautiful that you do help others and to like now you want to give away and you want to contribute. That's uh, that's exactly what I'm actually one of my values to contribution. And um, yeah, I love it. So throughout this uh, transformational journey, since you become a coach, what, what I'm curious about is that because uh, I, you know, I have been I have had a lot of breakthroughs like throughout my coaching journey. Uh, I'm curious about your breakthrough. What was your biggest breakthrough that you had? For the longest time after I found life coaching and got into thinking about it and actually joined up with IPEC, I still had this feeling of I'm not worthy and I'm not, I knew I, I had the answers. I knew I could do it. I knew I could help people. I've, I've always been that shoulder that people went to. But the breakthrough for me was at the first break of the uh, first day of Module 1. Uh, this is 10 years ago now. Wow. And I really was kind of hesitant as to whether I really was supposed to be there. I wasn't coming from a healthcare background or HR or psychology background, but I wanted to help people. And everybody said, this would be the great thing for you. It's, it's what you would do or could do, and it, you could do it well. And I, I really questioned it. One of the other students that was there pulled me off to one side and she goes, told me, told me that you don't think you belong, do you? And I go, not really. She was like, you do. You and I are so similar. We, we belong here. And I want you to remember that. Well, the breakthrough, the real breakthrough came when I talked to my childhood friend who I told him that what was going on and he knew where I was at in all of this. And he said, you know, and I'm going to cut out the language that he uses. He's, he uses some quite uh, colorful language, let's say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, his thing was, you've been down a lot of different, you've done a lot of different things. You've been down a lot of different roads. And that's not you. You've changed. And that's not who you are. It's who you used to be. So get the over yourself, mm -hmm. move on, and 
forgive yourself. And it was in that moment that I had the breakthrough of, I can do this. I can do this. I can help people. I can see that I, I am. And I don't, at the time, I didn't identify myself by the career that I was in or the job that I was doing. I identified myself as who I was. And that was somebody who helps people. And that moment of him telling me, get the over yourself and move on. You're not that person. Forgive yourself and move on. And that was it. It was like, okay, I'm a new person. And the breakthrough was mm. that I'm a new person. I can help. I'm even today, I still. And after helping a multitude of people, I still sometimes sit back and question, why? What is it? But then I think, and my wife tells me, just look at all the people. And that's, that's it right there. It's the evidence of that breakthrough. That, wow. Yeah. Wow. I do it. Thank you for sharing it. It's just interesting. So, uh, I'm a coach, but I still do a lot of personal development work and training all the time. So over the weekend, um, I actually gone to a training. It's called Mastery. So it's literally talking about. So what I'm hearing you say is basically like you're talking about your past, right? I mean, you are not your past. Your past is is part of you, but not you. So that was also my takeaway from the training. So in order to move on or let go is you have, you get to forgive yourself to. So that for me was also biggest uh, challenge because I, you know, there was so much things. I was so attached to my past and uh, I couldn't even forgive myself. And I write it down and like, okay, and then I forgive myself. And, and after that, it feels so good. It's just gales, so resonant with me. <laughs> the gales that, we, that hold us back, you know, we talk about them in training and we go, we talk with our, with our clients, with other coaches. We remind ourselves, you know, and sometimes we don't remind ourselves of that gremlin, especially, of... Are you sure about this? Well, I remind him that, uh, and I keep my, I've got my little gremlin thing, uh, uh, representation. <laughs> you still have it? <laughs> oh, I do. Yes, I do. It's all, all the time. Um, I have mine too, somewhere. <laughs> my, mine, when I went through, I've been through IPEC twice. The first time, it was a box that I had cut holes into and long bars that looked like a jail cell. Okay. That that was my, that, that represented the gremlin of, I didn't believe that I was worthy and that it was holding me back, always keeping me playing small and in that jail cell. So when I went through the second time, I had found these, um, uh, 
and it's like, yeah, they still hold me back. From, it still holds me back sometimes, and mm-hmm. it likes to remind me. But now, I'm not in that jail cell, and I'm not even wearing these anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes, they are. This is my gremlin. Wow. And I don't have to wear them. They're not. I mean, I keep them real close so that I can be reminded of. Yeah. Yes. These were what held me back. And no, I have never worn them in real life. <laughs> I never had to be in a situation where a officer put them on me. But uh, no, I, these are my, this is my little gremlin. Love and that. Yeah. It keeps me, it keeps me centered. As Absolutely. To, yeah, this is, I remember where I used to be. Yeah. And I remember that, yeah, now I'm free. Yes, you are free. Yes. That's awesome. I love it. So um, what point you decided to become a life coach, life coach? What happened there was my wife and I were, she was traveling with me mm-hmm. and we were in a, uh, having breakfast in a cafe out in uh, Overland Park, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And this woman that was there, this is a big open air cafe. And she was telling her friend, and even though they were across the room completely, Mm -hmm. she was telling everyone else in the uh, room about her life coach. We are both like, what in the world is a life coach? The same (laughs) question that we've all got. Exactly. What what is a life coach? What do you do? And how do you, what? I don't need anybody to tell me how to go do this. I, you know, no, I'm not telling you how to play baseball yeah. <laughs> or, or whatever. That's not what life coaching is. It's, we found out, we went back and researched and sat there and figured it out. And whenever she saw what it was, she said, this is what you have been doing your entire life. You're wanting to get out of what I was doing at the time. Mm-hmm. Why don't you? Yeah. Just research and find out how to get the training, how to be able to build a business in it, and do it. Yeah. So I did. I when I researched a number of different uh, of the schools. Mm-hmm. One of the schools. Uh, Someone from when I was at the University of Kentucky back 40 years ago, he and his wife are uh, big trainers. They're top trainers, train the trainer kind of things with uh, one of our competition. I'll put it that way. (laughs) And whenever I talked to him, he said, look, whether you go with us or with IPAC, he goes, go with one or the other. Yeah. The best. The two of us are the top dogs in the business. And I ended up talking to someone with IPEC. It felt a little bit better, and it worked for my situation. So there I I went, and I have loved it. I may not be an ambassador, per se, for IPEC, but I can go on for a few hours talking about how great they are and how good the 
college or the uh, coach education and coach training that they have is. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So now uh, it leads me to ask, want me, wanting me to ask you this question: like, what is a really a life coach? What is the definition of a life coach for you? I'm not going to do the we are a change agent or anything because that is it's deeper than that, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. It is. A person, and I've, I've given this description of what we do, and this is the responsibility that I feel that I have to my client. Whatever they can, I mean, I work within a program system. I, I've built programs and I've worked on, worked them out. But anyway, our clients come to us with a bucket, so to speak. This is their life. Now, they may dump that bucket out on the table in front of us Mm -hmm. and say, this is the stinking pile of my life, and it is a mess. I don't know how to schedule anything. I don't know this. My life, I am not living a life that feels good to me. I wish that I could do this. I wish that I could travel. I wish. And you start going through that bucket. Mm -hmm. And even if they only pull one or two things out of it and say, this is what I want to work with, with you, fine. With me, it's they want to work with their retirement. But that can be anything in there Mm -hmm. as to whether they want to get a new job, just go travel for a while, find a new relationship, have a new partner whatever, but the responsibility is to, that we have as coaches and what we help them with is they bring their life to us and we help them sort through whatever those little pieces are. If it's just a little bit of that life, they just want to figure out how to manage their time. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. If we, if they, come to us and say, this is the cesspool of my life. Please help me. Absolutely. Yeah. That's our job. That's what, that's what people come to us for is they understand the value that we bring. Mm -hmm. We're not going to sit there and berate them. We're going to cheerlead them. We're going to acknowledge and validate whatever they have. And we're not going to do it in a judgmental, well, you should have done this. <laughs> you know, no. considering, I mean, and I say this myself, considering where I have been, mm-hmm. I can't judge anybody. No. <laughs> it's <yeah>. like, <laughs> and I find that a lot of coaches have that same attitude of, I can't judge you because then I'm judging myself. Yep. And, I've already been down that road. So we, they come to us with this bucket of their life. Yeah. And we get, and it's not just the responsibility, but it's the honor that they are giving us also, Mm -hmm. that they are honoring us 
with the trust mm -hmm. that we are the one that can help them. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I mean, another thing, I mean, that's like in my mind, I was thinking like, yes, there are people like maybe curious about coaching, wanting to hire a coach, but uh, I feel like also at the same time, they get to be also willing to accept where they are in their life and willing to change so and you don't have to do it alone hey there is a coach who can really be there for you support you and hold you high yes, yes. right that's what this is all about right so now i want to ask you about um you know there are also like as you as we all know there are a lot of coaches that are really out there um just call themselves life coach right and there are also a lot of us also certified so can you tell us the difference between just life coach and certified life coach? A, and I'm going to put this in quotes. A life coach just going to, this just saying, well, I've lived all these years mm -hmm. and I know all of these things and I can help you. Generally, those are the ones who and yes, I'll probably trigger some some of your uh, people who watch this. Those are the people who tell you or tell their clients, well, this is what I think you should do. This is what you should do. No, there's that's not what a certified credentialed life coach who has been through the proper training. Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about a weekend uh, CD training or uh, something computer-based where they haven't gotten into the coaching. Mm -hmm. You learn from doing and having it done to you whenever, and I've volunteered at a couple of uh, IPEC classes, and I've had a couple of people ask, why are we learning to, or why are we being coached, and why are we going through this? It's so that you get a lot of that garbage out of the way yeah. so that you understand the value and the uh, depth that, a, that good coaching really and a good trained coach will, will bring to it. There is the difference, like I say, and you the, at the basis of your question here is, there's the people, there are the people that say, I'm a life coach. I can tell you what to do. Yeah, great for you. You don't know me. Yes. There's the life coach that says, tell me about yourself. Tell me about what is going on. Tell me about what you want to do, what, you, what your agenda is, what you want to learn, what you want to improve. 100%. That's it. That's it. 100%. Yeah. We, professional life coach, we don't really tell you what to do. We know that. We believe that you have an answer. So, yes. That's exactly right. I love it. So, now tell me about who do you help with what? I help boomers that are, um, and this is where that it really, um, it breaks my heart sometimes because I help boomers who have been 
high flyers who have been extremely successful in their lives, who are still successful. They're still active. They're still vibrant. They're still wanting to make a difference mm -hmm. in their life and in the lives of those around them. But they look at the, they still hold on to this preconceived idea of what retirement used to be. And retirement has changed over the years from you get to 65 and you're bumped out of the office on Friday afternoon, Monday morning, there's somebody else sitting in your desk and you are on your way to Florida, Arizona, my home state of New Mexico, um, California, wherever, you know, and you go live out the rest of your life in busy idleness. Mm -hmm. And that's not what retirement is anymore. And people don't understand that retirement today is, again, active, vibrant. It is fulfilling. It brings meaning to people's lives. And they don't, it takes a while for them to see that and to understand it. And they fear it. In fact, I'll put it, I'll say this. Retirement is the 10th most stressful life event a person will ever experience. I mean, it's right up there in the top. It is the 10th. And it's the, it's the most feared. People fear, uh, I have read and heard people actually tell me, I fear death more than I do retirement because they are afraid of what retirement will bring. Mm. And I help them get through that. I help them get through the fears of losing their relevance. These are people that, I mean, we all want to feel relevant. We all mm -hmm. want to feel like we've got meaning and purpose to our lives. Mm -hmm. To these people, retirement takes that away from them. Losing, leaving their job or their career takes away their identity. I mean, one day they are whoever, Joe whoever, and they were the senior vice president or they were a line operator at Chevrolet or whatever. And they retire and they see that they will be Joe. Well, who are you, Joe? I used to be, no, who are you today? Well, and that's what they're, that's one of the things that they fear, being their self-worth because they don't have an identity. They don't have, they fear that they won't have that identity. They won't, they fear that they won't have meaning, purpose, or relevancy in their lives. They also fear being alone. Socialization mm -hmm. is one of the reasons that a good lot of people go back to work after they've retired is just so that they can get out of the house and be around people. <laughs> and I help them through that. I help them figure out what they want to do when they retire and then work with them to help them do it. <laughs> That's Absolutely, it. yeah. That was literally my next question. What was the what do you think is your client's pain point? So it sounded like the fear is the biggest pain points 
your clients are facing right now. So yes. why uh, why do they invest in themselves by hiring a personal coach? Even though my clientele have proven themselves over years of working, they've amassed uh, a great wealth of knowledge, experience, intuition, mm -hmm. managerial uh, insight and everything. A lot of times they understand that it took years for them to get to that point. They don't have years to go out and bumble along and that's about the best way to put it is bumbling their way through to a successful and happy, meaningful, fulfilling retirement. They want it today. They want, I mean, it's like, I want patience and I, I want it now. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they, they want to be able to transition from doing what they've been doing. They, mm -hmm. Boomers are, this whole age group is used to working. And it's where we define ourselves. It's how we get our self-worth. And we want to continue that. It's how we make a difference. We want to continue doing that. Awesome. And that's how I, what I help them with, is making that transformation. Absolutely, yeah, totally agree with you. And uh, you know, now um, you know there are a lot of coaches. I mean, we are all like coaches, right? And have we have coaches, and we also have mentors, and some have several. Like for me, I have my personal coach. I also have my mentor who can help me with my business, right? And uh, you know, and there are still some people don't even have a coach. Like literally, has nobody, right? And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm doing this because I really want to. I want to. I want everyone to know about what the coaching. What are you? What's the benefit you can really get out of when you hire a coach? My question is like, what do you think is the advantage of having a coaches? As in having multiple coaches? Yeah, many coaches. Okay. Uh, we think we know how to navigate our lives. And sometimes, yeah, we're pretty good at it. Sometimes, most of us have made it through. We are we're successful. But there is always that potential. And this is one thing that I believe in with all my heart is we each have greater potential than we will ever realize. There is more, to, more, more potential within each one of us than we will ever realize. And a coach will help bring that out of us, whatever that is and however it is needed or however the coach, we look to that coach, to different coaches for different things and, they, and some of them will bring different things out of us. Personally, I have three coaches. Wow. So jealous. <laughs> I only have two. <laughs> oh, no. No, I, uh, I have, and it's just a matter of I know that I can, my business coach is the one that keeps me from running around like a, instead of 
she it's not a case of herding cats with me sometimes mm-hmm. or chasing the next sparkly thing it's more like if i see something it can she runs herd on me so to speak like a squirrel on crack i can go this way this way this way this way all over because yeah i see the value in so many things that i can use in my building my business and getting the word out there mm-hmm. so she helps me with that i another one is helping me with specific applications within my business and then there is a the coach that I have who basically, she just holds space for me. I, whenever we have a session, it's, she gave up on the whole, what's your agenda for this, for this week thing? Because sometimes I just come in with, I don't know. I have no idea, but you know, Something struck me the other day, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I'll go talking about everything from the weather to smoking a cigar. I love Mm -hmm. my cigars and my pipes. And, yeah, I know some people say that they're bad for you, but I (laughs) they relax me. I truly, that is my relaxation. But she holds space for me just to talk and ramble and clear my head. Yeah. And sometimes that's what we need. Sometimes as coaches, one of the, and I'll tell this if you don't mind. I don't. uh, One of my first clients that I had, uh, I had, and I remember it well, Tuesday, every Tuesday at three o'clock. That was her appointed time that she was going to call me. So this one Tuesday, I got we got on the on the call and it was uh, still cell phones. And I asked her how she was doing, and then I said something, and I don't remember to this day. I do not remember what it was that I said verbatim. But it was going back to what she had talked about or what we had talked about the week before. Nothing. She didn't answer me. Absolutely, absolute silence for the next 57 minutes of that hour, of that session. Didn't say a word. I mean, I'm sitting here with my little cell phone. I had a flip phone. I still use a flip phone because it just gives me clear quality. But anyway, whenever I do them. But anyway. Wow, so 57 minutes? 57 minutes of me sitting there going, I would breathe from time to time. And I didn't ask. I didn't say, are you still there? I didn't ask anything. Not a word. Wow. At, the, at 4 o'clock, straight up clicked she disconnected now wow so she was still there on the phone literally and i could hear her breathing and i could hear sniffles from time to time and breathing but nothing more than that 57 minutes of this and i'm just 
when the phone clicked off, I'm like, oh, holy, I just screwed up so big time. <sighs> this woman, I'll never hear from her again. On and on and on. But okay. the next Tuesday, uh -huh. I am sitting there waiting with my cell phone in my hand. <laughs> to <laughs> ring. <laughs> further I want to tell you about how wonderful last week's session was what I, it was so such a change I it was a life-changing thing for me and I cannot believe how much I got out of last week's session and I'm I never said it but I thought good for you because I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I had a week of panic. Yeah. <laughs> but and it taught me a number of things. But that not to buy into the what ifs and oh my gods and oh I should have and all of this. Mm. I still do, yes. But um no. And to save that space to sit there and hold that space for them to let them know that I'm still here. Yeah. I'm still holding you. You're still on my shoulder. Whatever, you know, you're still right here. That's, here that's really huge. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What a wonderful session. It was. It was. <laughs> the, the second one was, or the, the follow up, but that first one was a bear. <laughs> So my last question for you. So what legacy do you want to leave this world? I want people to say of me, not just that I was an honorable person, that I cared and all of that, but that I helped open their eyes to the possibilities around them and to the potential that they had. And I helped them reach even maybe the first step of their potential, but they learned from that and were able to move forward and take what I helped them learn and take those skills and those tools and move forward in their life. That they reached the potential and they reached the heights or whatever because I helped them. That I taught them something that I was there to, to help them and help them understand that potential that we've each got within us and help them achieve it. Thank you.